Oh crap! Was I supposed to do the intro this week? Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Um... Hi guys, and welcome back to an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies, the podcast that kills off all your favorite characters in the opening credits. Joining me as always, I'm Sean Ferrick, and joining me as always is the guy who doesn't realise I keep calling him 85 behind his back. It's Ian Whittington. <laughs> nice. Nice, that's really good. I like that. But sad face, killing off the characters. If I'd have done the, yeah. op- if I'd have done the opening this week, it was going to be, I'm the Englishman um, who is the special edition, and joining me is the theatrical cut, Sean Ferrick. <laughs> I like that, and I like how you managed to work that into the opening of the episode as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 85, uh, how are you? That's so mean. I'm, I think, well, I messaged you earlier, I'm not a better man for having watched Alien 3 twice in a row. And, like, how, well, <laughs> obviously, we'll, 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 we'll get into it really quickly, uh, <clears throat> because I can't wait to talk about this film. Yeah, this is um, going to be a good one. Really quickly, do we have any news? If we do, to the news. News team, assemble! Um, just a bit of box office news. I think the news is rapidly just becoming box office, which is I quite I kind of like that. So t- two big things that came out last well over the weekend was um, actually no, this only works because we're recording on a Monday. Otherwise, we're way too we're either way too early or way too late for the box office. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Suicide, the Suicide Squad, and uh, Jungle Cruise. So Suicide Squad is just as James Gunn's reboot revival using some of the same characters but ignoring the first film non-sequel mm. <laughs> yes yeah that's not confusing at all <laughs> but it, it kind of acknowledges the first one and then kind of doesn't but yeah it has been watched by 2.8 million households on hbo max however at oh, the yeah. box office it's only done about 24 million which isn't horrific because our rated films tend to do not quite as well. They tend to yeah, do less, it's definitely yeah. a lot less there. Um you can't limit your audience. But um they're obviously blaming the Delta variant as well, kind of preventing more people from going. Of course. Out, which makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Yeah, that I think does that's in fairness. more of a worry yeah. over in America because there's a much higher percentage of us lot that are vaccinated, I think. There's still a massive battle over there. But yeah, respectable numbers. Um two point eight million is a huge amount. It would have equated to 56 million approximately had those households actually gone out to the cinema. So that's a respectable opening weekend for um for an R-rated film. HBO Max is currently rapidly rethinking their uh, marketing and yeah. schedule. It's like, well, I mean, we're delighted you've all subscribed. But, however, <laughs> however yeah. um, you're going to go yeah. and see it? Um, I will probably pay for an online version. Cool. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, because I will watch it because I'm hearing very good yes. things. And considering the absolute clusterfuck that the first one <laughs> was, and and it should have been should good. I'd feel yeah. Just so bad. Feel, I do feel bad for yeah. David Ayer because it sounds like like that film came out when the DCEU really, really didn't know what it was doing. Um. And it needed a win so it badly. Really did. And I think at time of release, it was the worst. 
No, film. agreed, because... I mean, potentially still is, it, but... The, all of the trailers yeah. pitched it as Guardians of the Galaxy, and it exactly. absolutely wasn't. Whereas this actually looks like it is Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the fact that they just said, actually, go get the guy that made yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just do Go it. get him. And we'll call it yeah. the Suicide Squad instead. But yeah, it hasn't done great, but we'll see. I think there's a good buzz around it. Uh, and then Jungle Cruise, um, similarly, didn't do very well. About 24, 20, 28 million, I believe. Have your numbers ready, Ian. Sorry, 34 million yeah. over the weekend. Um, 34. Well, yeah, I don't okay. know what I was expecting from that. I guess that's solid for like a rock Disney I, film. That's it. And I think people are expecting it to do crazy money because of The Rock being yeah. the big draw. Um, and it may go on to make loads because obviously that's uh, Disney Plus as well uh, Premier mm-hmm. Access right so um, I heard it's a film I literally have heard nothing particularly good particularly yeah but well, the trailer bad. just looks you like know, a film doesn't it the whole thing just now I know it's ugh, it's Disney it's fine it's not for us we're not the target I don't really think we're the target audience as much as I love Emily Blunt yeah it doesn't do it for me too much but there we go. Um, yeah, just a bit of a lackluster weekend. But then again, I'd be quite happy with thirty-four million. Uh, it'd yeah. do me like. We could do a few more episodes of the pod on that, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, like uh, what? What? What is the pod running at cost-wise oh, these days? Would you get maybe a, three? Yeah, we're about like kind of season four level of friends. So we haven't peaked, but it, okay. it's getting it's gradually getting more and more expensive. <laughs> <sighs> That oh, that's funny. That. To the now, movie, mate, because this is going to take some time. To the movie. And Ian yes. Whittington. First of all, okay, so uh, you, am I right in saying you hadn't seen the the special edition before Definitely. this weekend? And I I have seen Alien Three so long ago that I may as well have not seen it. Um, I don't remember a single second of this other than Ripley being bald. Uh, is she bald in the fourth one? No. Well, uh, sorry, yes, for a okay. fraction of a second. Well, I remember um, that. But, but I remember her being bored, but I don't remember a damn other thing about this film. This film's insane. This film is insane. Alien 3, um, it picks up uh, pretty much exactly where Aliens left off. They're in hypersleep. Uh, what I like is that even before the Fox logo has finished showing, you know that these characters are screwed. I love that. That was my very... It makes sense that it's my first note because it happened straight away. But the... <laughs> Wait, is that... No, that's Universal. Shit. What's the... Anyway, the uh, Fox opening thing. Bum, bum, and then it just goes like minor key, really, really like serious shit. And that opening... I was like, oh my god, we're in what do they mean the quality drops off? This this is gonna be great. <laughs> oh. Like but b- before, like, and I will say this several times, Elliot Goldenhall rose the overall quality of this film with his it's, score. It's really, really good. It's it's the only it, score that I really noticed, to be completely honest, of the first three films that we've watched. You're, I, I hear, like, obviously, I, what I've listened to them mm-hmm. in isolation quite a bit, but yes, I think it stands out the most. It's also the first film not to include Jerry Goldsmith's alien yeah. theme. Took me a second. I was like, what is he whispering? What film did you watch this weekend? It's basically a Home Alone film, isn't it? All of the Alien films are. So it's not Danny Elfman. Well, actually, I mean, the argument (laughs) could could be be made. Yeah. I love it. Macaulay Culkin turns into an alien. 
Say that name again. Stop it. Stop taking the piss out of it. I can't talk. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin? Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yes. You got there. You got there. Don't hurt Whatever. yourself. <laughs> 85. 85, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Jesus. Okay, where where do we start? Let's do the synopsis really quick. So, Alien 3. Of which film? Well, no, they're the same movie. Yeah, Overall, Wolf, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Alien 2, that's probably the best place to start on an Alien 3 podcast. Alien yeah. 2 ends with uh, Ripley, Newt, Captain, um, uh, 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 Captain Connor um, and Bishop being, um, going into hypersleep and the ship setting course off into the distance. This film opens with some disaster happening on ship, the Sulaban, um, <laughs> Have you even watched the film? Yes. I've seen it twice. Well, also, Captain Connor. I've seen Corporal it twice. Hicks. Corporal Hicks. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. John Connor. Um, oh, for God. I was, well, no, okay. he's not even Connor in Terminator, is no, he? No, he's not. No. No. His name has escaped me. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. So, Corporal Captain oh. Reese. They're all in cryo sleep. There's a disaster that happens. They get put into an escape pod, launched off, and then crash land on a planet. Um,. They all die other than Ripley. Ripley is on a prison filled with born-again Christian prisoners. And there is an alien. And Ripley has an alien inside her. Spoilers. Um, and they kill the alien with hot molten lead. And then she kills herself. There you go. Yeah, See that's, you next week. I, I love this film. But what a clusterfuck of a film. This is such a mess of a film. If you if there was yeah. if Fubar could be personified into a film, it's this. Yeah. It is an absolute mess. And the special edition doesn't really save it. It makes it more cohesive and it adds some it, crucial context so that yeah. you kind of understand um the doctor's what's his name, sorry? Uh Clemens. Doctor Clemens, you understand him a bit more, you understand Paul McGann a bit more. But that's all it really adds. This isn't... I was kind of expecting uh, the Snyder Cut levels of reshaping, but mm, it kind mm. of just adds a bit more flavour. It's still an absolute just car crash of a film. The special edition is the best it could be, but that yeah, doesn't... With the unfortunately, doesn't make it... It's like, You've still got like the bones so, of the story, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and that's... So that's, I think, the, the best place to begin is obviously the story. And so... Uh, just a context now for everyone listen. So, Ian, fair play, you have sat down and you have watched both the theatrical and the special edition versions of the film for this, and I take my hat off to you, right? <laughs> and it, it um, does, there is value to be done in that, and I would do it that way round as well. Um, it was it was a really, I moaned about it, but it was a really good experience to to really feel how more cohesive the special edition is. It, it, you're right, there's a, I think there's only one or two, so the, the special edition was it was actually put together by the editor Terry Rawlings as opposed as opposed to uh Ridley and James Cameron both did their own special editions of their two films yeah whereas Fincher but which director would you pick for this one yeah <laughs> yeah the he was he was the final director but he wasn't the only one no nope. he's taken his he wanted his name off the film uh he he was the only one to not come back and film additional um like documentary material the for stuff. the behind scenes stuff because he had such a horrible time on it uh, and we'll get into all of that so because for in prep for this what i did is I, I went and i'm not a salesman i don't work for them but if you can get your hands on the alien quadrilogy special features like that though those documentaries are just insanely detailed and 
honest. Like, considering this was released, the these uh, documentaries were commissioned and released by Fox, they do not paint Fox in a good light. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Fox gives a shit. If Fox gives a, gave a shit what it, how it came across, it would close Fox News. Um, it really yeah, it does not care. Um, so... Having said that, finding the bloody DVD is hard enough because I bought it and it's not the right one. I'm so confused by that. We, we'll have we'll have a long discussion off when, when we're not recording yeah. where I'm just going to get you to sit down, point the camera at the TV and just like, I need to understand this because... Yeah, it's so That is the box set I got. Yeah. But there's no special features in it. Nope. It's so confusing. Nope. Um, there's like featurettes and TV spots, which are ridiculous. Like TV spots in the 90s were bonkers. <laughs> They were yes, bad yes, shit. They were so as as I mean as much as you can. Did you like the film? Do you like Fuck where no. the story went? Do you like where <laughs> they bit, what what they tried to do? I don't like it, a, a, man. I appreciate what it's. This movie swings. It swings for its own story. So this could easily not be an alien film. If if you catch my drift, as yeah. if if it didn't have the alien in it, obviously. But it's. It very much says fuck you to the previous two films. Like, immensely, in, entirely. This is a parallel universe. It has got no. You could have Alien 4 just ignore this film entirely. Um, just ignore the clone thing. I mean, no, actually, no, the clone thing still works. Just ignore it. Um, yeah. But so when I, I. It was good going into it, forgetting it, because Newt being dead hit me like a ton of bricks. And that really undermines aliens. Like, that is a massive lack of respect for your prequel. Because it undermines everything that Ripley did in the first film. It's it's worthless. It is totally worthless. So that's... So definitely, that's a a theme that this film, like, takes and runs with, of basically the futility of everything. Um, And... It's there. It so there was a deliberate decision in the music and the way that the opening is cut that Fincher wanted to have. You know, everyone is fucked two seconds into the film. Yeah, right. So this is not you're, this is not a hopeful film. And even like, how does Ripley end up destroying the last of the aliens? You know, yeah, she does it the way she does it. So I, I, so there is there is out there 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 is another or the several versions of Alien Three, right? Um, one would have followed Ripley, Hicks, and Newt back on Earth. Mm-hmm. There is, in fact, a trailer out there that is that says, um, "In space, no one can hear you scream, but this year on Earth, everyone will hear you scream." Oh, nice! I like that. So yeah, <clears throat> because so what they did with this is before anything else, they committed to a release date. Oh no! There was no no oh, script. No. Yeah. <laughs> 1992, we're releasing Alien 3. What's it about? Uh. Oh no, that's a reverse avatar. That's committing to a a story without committing to a release date. Um, So there are, so there's versions of the story that don't involve Ripley at all, that just follow Hicks and Newt. um, And, you know, there's there's different things. William Gibson, who is a sci-fi author, wrote a version of Alien 3 that, where Hicks and Bishop were sort of the two main characters. I th- I think Newt's in it to the point where I think they leave her in cryostasis. Like, she's yeah. not really a character. And Ripley is in that one as well. And I mentioned that because that has been rejigged and released as an Audible original. Oh, so there, that version really cool. of Alien 3 exists with Michael Bean and Lance Henriksen oh, reprising their role. That's really, really cool. So um, La- La- it's interesting that they actually had Lance Henriksen Bishop 
in this film. Yeah, it's 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 confusing. Yeah, really confusing. So was part of the problem that they couldn't get um, Hicks back? No, in fact, no. He was never approached. Um, <sighs> so, so Michael Bean, much like anybody else, heard you know like oh well, there's gonna be another alien film. Guess I'll just go check my inbox then. Yeah. Nothing. I was like mm. okay, and then he had heard it. He he described it as he heard it through the grapevine that Alien Three was happening, and he he was dead. He was being killed. Oh no! That's I think somebody was involved in the film, and that there was a mannequin or something. Yeah. of him dead. <laughs> that had his uniform. <laughs> yeah, and he was incredibly hurt, incredibly angry, effing and blinded and everything. And they came to him and said, like, you know, can we use your likeness basically to make the puppet? And there's a you'll probably remember at the very start of the film. It's so funny because the the image is almost indecipherable yeah. as Michael Bean, but it is Michael Bean. Um, and he says, now this, I think he said this, but I think that there's a little bit of urban legend to this. He got paid as much for that picture as he did for Aliens because oh he just said, God. no, like, I'm going to make you work hard for this. Yeah. I hate what you've done with it. And he was laughing again. This is all, I'm getting all this from the uh, documentary. He was laughing going, you know, if I knew David Fincher would turn out to be David Fincher, I might have been a bit nicer about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of that. Be nice to everyone because you never know who you're being mm. nasty to. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Like, but yeah, so no, there was never, at least not in the filmed version. Because that I can um, understand. Like there's difficulties. Like this is, how many years after Aliens is this? Six years? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, 86 to 92. Yeah, so I can get people have moved on. It's hard to get the old crew back. It's, but that's a... Newt was going to be a problem. Well, you'd have to recast her. Absolutely, you have to. But that's that's not a disaster. Bless her. She wasn't the best actress in the, actor in the world. Poor, yeah, I mean, like... Not not, not a great performance. Poor Al Carrie Hen, but you're right. But, I mean, that that seems like a good reason to kill them off because we don't really have a choice. But this is a creative decision to... Fuck you... Um, Cameron and fuck mm. you Ripley uh, Ridley <laughs> yeah. fuck you well I mean arguably yeah. yes there's a lot fuck of that you Ridley as well, and yeah. Ripley um, man why would you do that it seems such an F you to the fans like how arrogant are you it just seems like a really arrogant move to this is a franchise that's been around for uh, 13 years at this point so why yeah which is bonkers that 1979 is only 13 years before 1992 i'm not okay with this man yeah (laughs) it yeah it just seems like a massive screw you to it does to the first two films have been pretty consistent there's some odd things about alien but this film oh sorry so this film feels like a neil marshall film done very badly like it, it after having just done a lot of neil marshall doesn't this feel like a Neil Marshall film? Um, it does because it feels like, like Dog Soldiers. It does a bit because I actually like a lot of the interchanges between the prisoners. I I, I do feel now that it wasn't nearly as successful as Aliens was at getting you to kind of understand who the different characters no. were. Like some stand out, some don't. They're all bald. That's part of the problem. Yeah, like they all look almost identical. Identical. Like. They're all in prison uniforms. They're all bald. Um, they're all some degree of insane, and I, I don't use that word lightly. They are, and I don't think Paul McGann's handled very well. No, but isn't it like the special edition was so needed? First of all, because so because now it's so long since I've seen the theatrical version, mm. 
What happens to him in the theatrical version? Nothing. You never see him again. So he's in... This is what stood out the most to me. And I see why they cut it. Because even in the special edition, he goes nowhere. Um, there's still not a lot to him. So in the first one, he's... Okay, yeah. What ha- Paul McGann's arc is... Paul McGann is there. Paul McGann witnesses the alien killing people. They blame Paul McGann for killing people. He stays in the med bay. That's it. So there isn't even the scene in the mess hall where they explain that I don't want to work with him anymore because he's crazy. And um, oh, not in the theatrical. Not in okay. the theatrical. So your man, um, he is the man that is in charge. Uh, Dylan. Um, Dylan. Oh yeah. He comes in, slaps them down and says, I don't want to hear this shit anymore. You're working with him. Get over it. Mm. And he's just like, why do you all hate me? I'm not crazy. Is basically what Paul McGann says, which lends a little bit to this is why they, no, even more important than that, after he witnesses all of the people get killed by the alien, they find him in the mess hall. And that's not Yes, in, and he's covered in blood. That's not in the theatrical. Okay, so, well then it, it, yeah, so it explains slightly more why, why like, they, you, you clearly killed these people. Yeah, because they just find him in the mess hall. He's eating a bowl of food and he's covered in blood and he's laughing. Which, yeah, okay, I get it. You probably do think that he killed everybody, but that's missing yep. from the theatrical. And all of... Him leaving the med bay and then going to release the alien because reasons, that's not in there at all. So we don't actually know why the alien has escaped. We just know that it's out and about. So that's because they don't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that entire trying to trap the alien doesn't happen in the theatrical version. Uh, No, it does. Yeah, no, it does. Oh, it does? Okay. The first time they try to, they're accidentally trying to trap it because they don't quite believe Ripley yet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they they lock it up and they're like, well, what do we do with it next? And in the meantime, Paul McGann has gone and released it. But uh, just because he thinks that the alien is perfect, like he says a few lines in in the special edition that isn't in the theatrical about humans are, yeah, how can you be a human and not be crazy because humans aren't perfect? And that's... He thinks the alien is perfect. Um, and that's his logic for releasing it. Well, I suppose. <laughs> bulletproof. But even, um, I can see why they cut that. Because it doesn't, other than explaining why the alien's been released, it doesn't add a huge amount. And if you're trying to get the runtime down, I kind of get it. I, but then cut him out entirely. I, I was. I, I, I think that uh, the theatrical version, um, some seriously odd choices were made because yeah. I think they literally went no just cut time just cut time mm-hmm. cut time doesn't matter yeah. and you do you lose important like as I say Gollick's entire story yep. basically is gone so Ian Bull or Dog um, now the bull bec- just because physics will always overrule emotion in my brain now okay. you can tell I don't know what was filmed first or what the original idea was I feel like the bull was filmed first because I think so. the guts yeah. and the ichor, that's exactly the same shot. That is identical in both. So it's chest burster and then guts and everything on the floor. Same in both movies. It's just the thing that the alien comes out of is a dog in the theatrical and a bull bison thing in the second one, in the in the special. Mm-hmm. And the size of the alien. The, that, that alien as it is would not fit inside that dog. I don't care how much it curls up. I agree. It, yeah. If it if it was that big, the dog would have been long dead. It wouldn't have been squealing or anything because it would have yeah. had all of its organs pushed out of the way. Um, yeah, no, I agree. The bull I just makes prefer, so much more sense. I think it does, and I, th- I think you're right. I think the bull is the original in um, Alan Dean Foster's novelization of this. 
uh, it's much closer to the spe- to the uh, special edition. Yeah. Like, as in, it comes from the ball. Um, and also, what I really liked, which is in the special edition, but it's not in the theatrical, is the other face hugger. Yes. Now, you have to, you have to um, <laughs> no, no, get really, made, really close. This made me laugh. It's, it's different. Is as it? In, it's, it's larger. It's got kind of uh, webbed uh, fingers oh, instead of, say, the normal one because it's a queen face hugger. Oh, now that is a good point, which actually raises a bit of a question. So, well, but first, so the whole scene is a bit ridiculous. A bull has like dropped dead. They're dragging it back and hanging it up so that they can eat it for dinner. They have some back and forth about Ripley being a woman and what they would do to her. And then as they leave the abattoir, for want of a better word, (laughs) the guy just picks up the face hug and goes, huh, what's this? Like, like so as if he's picked up a particularly large cockroach like no that's fucking like that's different that's that's also that's worth reporting it really is. you should probably tell somebody about that now i have a uh, question and we're just going to get right to it how cool. did ripley get infected with the alien i thought face so, hungers were single use obviously um, they're not well okay so this is explained uh but i it's I honestly, not, I, I have to. I not. I don't think it's explained it in the film. Not explained in the theatrical. The only thing that Ripley says in the special now there is sorry. There's a scene later on where Ripley is talking to, uh, not Collins, Dylan, <laughs> Michael Collins, um, to Dylan about um, it's inside her, it's the Queen. I have to be killed. It must have happened on the spaceship. That's it. But even in the theatrical, they splice that up so much that you don't get any of that. She never mentions it's the Queen. She never mentions it happens in space. It just focuses on you have to kill me. Okay. Uh, right. So it did happen. So the, the one thing, the, well, the one thing, one of the things that really bugs me about this film, how did the eggs get on board the Sulaco? Like, yes. are we to believe that the Queen just hugged two eggs and just brought them up I, with her? Yeah, while she, so that's annoying, and I don't like that. Or like some of the know. soldiers managed to bring some eggs with them. I, I it's, really don't, don't know. Like and is it one egg? Yeah, so, well, we only see one egg. So we only see one, but it is it is two, and that's the important thing yeah. here. So, uh, because one obviously Facehugger goes down to the planet, bull, um, and the alien. The other one, so. The other one did impregnate Newt. Newt drowned in the pod when it collapsed. Yeah. The embryo climbed out of Newt's body and went into Ripley. Right. Where is that in the film? It's not. Because that not makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't I mean, it make does, sense like, because an embryo well, can't it doesn't, do shit. But, yeah. but I buy it. More. See, that actually clears up why Ripley is so unscathed as well. Like, I know I know your man, um, Hurt, John Hurt. John? Uh, well, that's Kane. Yeah. Uh, from the first one. Yeah, for the first one. I know yeah. he is well and then he isn't, but yeah. Ripley is, like, kind of doing all right and she lasts for a long time and there's no, like, kind of bruising or anything where she would have been face-hugged. Yeah, and also I think the gestation period for her, I accepted it as just queens take longer. Queens take longer. I was fine with that. Yeah. I didn't... I didn't get a. I don't know how she knows it's the queen, other than she said it looks I, different. I think. I think that's it. Yeah. So go on, because she does the X-ray in all of 1992's glory, and I, th- I think she can see maybe the beginnings of a queen hood. Yeah. I I feel like there is like a a little hood or something on it. Yeah. Um. 
Although I don't remember because we do see a chest burst in the theatrical Correct. version. Yeah, I was surprised to see that missing from the special edition because I actually I liked don't it. like that they took that out. Yeah, I, 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 like I, it. I preferred yeah, I think having that in. Because there is an awesome bit of imagery of her actually hugging the the chest burster and actually holding on to it and being quite doesn't get away. being quite motherly. I know it's the, the intent is that it doesn't get away, but the pose isn't like strangling it or holding it. It's almost the, cuddling it. Do you know what you're like? You're right because that that is very much the way the pose is. And I, funny enough, I didn't think of it as motherly. I took it as more of a triumphant. I've got you. Yeah, you know, but you're, you're so not getting much, away. But I so but much I connotation that, yeah. with Ripley being asked about. So that's a very specific thing that's missed out of the special edition. Is that Doctor uh, Lannister? Um, yeah, <laughs> asks her. Oh, was that your da- was that your daughter? But in the theatrical, that's never mentioned. They just accept that she's sad Newt died. Just interesting little Which, lines in fairness, that are cut. Uh, like, I, I would have obviously left that in, but like, in fairness, oh, she's sad the little girl's dead. What a weirdo. Yeah, come on, get some uh, perspective, woman. There's a man that's sake. dead there, much more important. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, the little, the poor little girl drowned in her tube. Hideous. At least she doesn't have to like be on Fury one sixty one. Yeah, you know, much better. At least she doesn't have to be around. So like, let's get on those men. Let's get on to that. We're jumping around yeah. a bit, but I think that kind of yes, suits that kind of suits the, how this film was made. Why? Who yes. made the decision to set this so, film on a planet of male prisoners? Like they lean really, really hard into the fact that these are all men. They're all sex mad lunatics, but they found God. The the prisoner thing, that's actually a funny one because that there was contention about that. So this film was a war between the producers and basically everybody else. Well Sigourney um, Weaver's listed as one of the producers. Yeah, she and Which I thought is this was interesting. Not a good so, sign. <laughs> I thought this was because she didn't like the unit at the end of Aliens that Hicks and herself were going to, you know, go off and be a team. And she said, that's not Ripley. So it's really interesting that, like, mm. you know, everyone, and I think rightly so, is just like, come on, you did these characters dirty. This is ridiculous. Like, funny Sigourney Weaver I'm actually on, doesn't. I'm actually on side with her there because Ripley is very much asexual. I know there's some, there's some leanings towards her being motherly, et cetera, and, and having, but that doesn't have to be female. Being paternal or maternal that that can be any gender you like. And yeah. very much in the first and the second film, it's just Ripley is a person. There's a hint of romance with Hicks, but this film mm. also is Ripley being even more asexual. She's like has a head shave. She has to desexualize herself because of being around all of the men. She has a bit of a um indulgence with the doctor. But other than that, she is gender doesn't really come into it. So I kind of get how she wouldn't have a happy ever after with with Hicks and Newt. It kind of seems like a fairy tale ending, doesn't it? A bit like Aliens has as happy an ending as that film can have. Agreed. Yeah, right. absolutely. And then Alien 3 comes along and says, Nope. Yeah, but what if they're all dead? Man, it gets me. That's yeah. so brutal because it affects how you watch Aliens. Do, do you know what? Funny enough, for me, it doesn't. But I know what you mean when you say that. Eventually, it'll um, be fine. But right now... It makes me think this is a bit futile. Well, this is, and it's still very fresh for you. I mean, like I've seen this film 10 or 11 times yeah. now at this point, so I can nearly, nearly quote it. Not There's not much that's actually quotable, to be honest. That's because there was, there was barely any script. Why have you watched this film so many times? Because, pretty much because I found the process of making it mm. is so fascinating. So, 
Back the to prisoners, the men, right? Yeah, the prisoners. So the, the producers were just like, prisoners. And several writers came along and they were just like, yeah, but we could do this, we could do this. And they were like, yeah, but prisoners. <laughs> so the I think I think as far as I know, the first director who was attached was Rennie Harlan. Oh, cool. Now, he, he did Die Hard yeah. 2, I think. Yeah. Um, and he has done he has done Wait, other didn't things. Like he's, he do Donnie Darko? No, that was Richard Kelly. No, Rennie Rennie Harlan is action. And he did one of the nightmare sequels as did well. Rennie Harlan. Um, like he was he he's he's he has a career. You know? He he was a known director. Oh the long kiss goodnight. Yeah, Die Hard Two, The Long oh, okay. Kiss Goodnight, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, or uh, the fourth one, bizarre. Um there's another big one that he's done. Um, da, 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 da. no, that's it. <laughs> okay, no, well, that's, yeah, but enough. That's that literally he, it. He he has done something. So he was attached, and he was attached for about a year. And he he was so he uh, yeah he gives his interview, and he's just like they just kept cycling back to prisoners, and I just didn't want to do that. Yeah, no, you know, it just he was doesn't. Like, this make is sense. this is not the film I want to do. So eventually, after a year, he went to them and said, "Sorry, guys, I'm out." Yeah, I don't blame um, him because I mean uh, Ripley actually says it herself. Like she, she may as well say in the first film it was miners, in the second film it was the army, and in the third film it's prisoners. Wayland Utani ain't going to give a shit about you, <laughs> apart from she yeah. doesn't say film. She says like the first time round and the second time round, <laughs> just in case you forgot. Yeah. Like this film, the alien and aliens exist. Basically, um, Vincent Ward then who is a writer and director um he did a film called what dreams may come in the 90s robin williams one mm-hmm. um, he's a little bit not as out there as the director of the next film in the series we will have fun discussing <laughs> alien resurrection yes um, but he's a little bit out there and he had what i think sounds like a fascinating idea oh hit me that so fury 161 it wasn't prisoners it was a monastery much better and that actually makes it fits and was, better. Yeah. It's more so interesting. So you have... Mm, the religious theme carries over. Yes. So but they were monks as opposed to prisoners. Um, and yes, it was seen as a demon, you know, which it is, I think Gallic calls it uh, like the dragon. Yeah, um, literally calls it a dragon, yeah. Now, the one thing that I think sounds cool, but the execution is that Fury 161 was going to be an artificial world, a wooden world. Um... Now, straight away, Wait, add what? a couple of million to your budget for that, because, you what, know. As in, the entire and, planet's made of wood, or? Yeah, almost think like a Dyson's wooden Death cube. Star. Right. Yeah. That's weird. So, Dyson's cube? It is weird. That was weird. Dyson's sphere. That was weird. Dyson's sphere. Um, and I th- I love now, the idea what, of it, but I don't know how it, how it would. Yeah, I knew that. Maybe you've told me that before. I might have, yeah. I might have mentioned that before, because I, I, I would love to see Vincent Ward's That's Alien That's fascinating. Free. So, in the in this in this version of the script, um, you still it's still just Ripley. I think from the earliest mm-hmm. ideas, it was it was just Ripley. And um, Alien is born. Uh, these guys they've nothing. They've no technology, nothing. So they're all getting picked off one by one. Um, she does have an alien inside her. So, but the 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 and again, it was always going to end with her dying, but. It was almost a bit more peaceful. So the way that they get the alien in Vincent Ward's movie, like kill it, is that there's like fields of wheat 
that they're growing on the planet's surface right. that they burn. Okay. And they kind of trap the alien in there and it burns. Because it doesn't and... like fire. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, because, because fire bad. Mm. Tree pretty. Um, and then after this, uh, Ripley basically slinks away and just walks into the fire. Oh, that's so a horrible way to die. Oh, it's, yeah, it, it, it mean, that's unpleasant, but it's, it's, it wouldn't have, say, the dramatic fall no. that we get in the, in the film. It doesn't rob the ending from T2. Uh, it, well, yes, very, well, yeah. <laughs> no, it does. Um, but the producer were just like, yeah, but what about prisoners? Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> oh, it literally just kept going back to that. And eventually then Vincent Ward was just like. Monastic prisoners. I don't think that we're going to do any work together just, on this one. It's so dumb. The things that you stick your flag in. Like, mm. why be so committed to that? And you honestly, cut the religion out of it. If you're going to go full prisons, prisoners, the religion bit sticks out so, so much for me, especially in the theatrical it, that doesn't explain it. So, yeah. again, the special edition, you've got Dr. Man, I keep forgetting. Um, Clemens. Clemens. It, all of these characters are so forgettable. This is the problem. They they are Dylan is the most memorable in Agreed. it, but that's because of the performance yeah. by actor whose name I have just forgotten. No, Charles S. Dutton, sorry. Um Yeah, totally like agree. He's, great speeches, yeah. definitely stands out. He's got the best so, speeches, definitely. Just fuck you. No, fuck you. Just fuck you to everything. Alright then. But um, um uh, No, what I was saying about Clemens is what was I saying about Clemens? No, yeah, in the special edition he explains that um, yeah, no, they found God five years ago. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and it's kind of like, so he says, it's some sort of mashup of like fundamentalist yeah. Christian, Christian evangelical mixed with. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and for some anyway, it's reason. It's given as much weight as that. Yeah, for some reason, the government or, and Wayland Yutani has said. Yeah, that's fine. You can keep the refinery. Keep doing things. Yeah, you guys keep working. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and what else as well? Yeah, so, I mean, I personally, I think, because then you would have, rather than the prisoner's aspect where, you know, your battle is, these are, you know, at their core, rotten men yeah. who are, you know, it's men versus woman and it's awful and it's horrible. I think you could have had a, a good, like, the character of um, the the warden, um, Brian Glover is the actor. Yeah. Um, the and warden is called Andrews. Andrews, thank you. Um, I think you could have had a, a, a range of monks who were more like him, very disbelieving, very like, ah, oh, come on now. Yeah. You know, like this, this is nonsense. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it would be better, but I think if your battle to make them believe yeah. was coming from, well, God's got to protect us. Yeah. You know, and you kind of you're, you're, you're fighting that, that as much as you're fighting the yeah, alien. I would yeah. have loved because that ties into like creation myths as well. And oh man, there's so much you could have done with metaphors um, that you just we didn't get any of. You that, don't, and I don't is... like any of these people. I like um, uh, Dutton. Dutton. Yeah, D- Dutton's Dylan. The, the actor. Dylan. Yeah, so yeah, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Dutton. I like yeah. him. He's not particularly likable, but. He is very morally black and white. He's like, you're not going to do any raping today. We are going to kill the alien. You're not going to kill yep. yourself. We are going to kill the alien. And you can get behind that cause. Everyone else is a coward. Like, every single person in there is an absolute coward or criminal. It, I don't care yep. about any of them. And the problem is, 
it's the first film I don't care about Ripley either because I know she has to die at the end because she has the alien inside her. And also she's just, I don't know, she's so miserable. I know she has every reason to be miserable in this film, but I know she what doesn't you mean. feel determined or like in Aliens, she's just like, shut up men, I'm taking over. And there's not as much of that here. It's kind of like she's given she in. She almost has to be coerced into yeah. fighting the alien. You know, because she writes herself off straight away. Yeah. Um, and and that is, you're right. That is what's like this. Like we've had three very different Ripleys in each film. Yeah. Uh, and kudos to Sigourney Weaver. Like she plays yeah. all three of them very differently. But I see the arc um, from one to two. The arc to three is she's very much like I've I've been doing this for sixty years and I'm so sick of it. That's actually. I was thinking that as well because if you think of the amount of time that she's been awake about two days this has been a hell of a month for Ripley <laughs> yeah it's, I think uh, she's been awake for about a week I, yeah, I just think like, what if you don't include the time that she was slumming it on that space station like well that like that's it because I was just thinking I was trying to cause, uh, to try and count that time in like she's had uh, just the worst, worst. six months yeah. in the fucking that world awful <laughs> She's lost a daughter. Then she's lost another daughter. Yeah. Um, she lost her license. Um, oh, yeah. She loses her life. Losing her forklift license is up on the list, isn't it? I'm telling you. <laughs> telling you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, so I can I I get that they were like, oh, she's just she's just done. But the problem is that then no, hang on, we're still there's still another two hours to go. Like we still have to yeah. follow this character, you know. Um, and some bits are handled. I think quite well. I do like the scene where she asks Dylan to kill her and mm-hmm. there's the build up with the axe and everything. I do like that. But then I don't like some of her scenes with Clemens, even though I love Charles Dance in this film and they waste him so yeah. early on. That really um, surprised me because that was a lot of build up to their relationship. And once again, this is actually something that, yeah, definitely a special edition does better he is the hero from the very beginning because Ripley washes up on the shore. Um, he yeah. dramatically Baywatch style runs, picks her up, brings her back to life, rescues her. But in the theatrical, it's just she's actually in the pod and it's a group of them that find her. And he just does yep. some doctoring. Um, whereas the yeah the special edition, he's much more the stereotypical hero that has saved her. Um, but yeah, I yeah. don't know. You've got probably the best actor on set, and you kind of give him a bit of an unceremonious ending. Yeah, and and I think now maybe that was part of the thing of this film is you know you're not gonna follow the 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 hero character, and then I don't I I still don't understand what they did with Bishop, as in like is that a human at the end? Oh no 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 it is you know, yeah, I, that is that's the equivalent of um, Doctor Zimmerman. In Star Trek. Well, is it though? Because... His ear is hanging off. I know. Well, his ear is hanging off, sure. But also he's credited as Bishop 2. Yeah, I don't know. I... I don't... I think he is human because there's no reason otherwise. There's no reason to say he's human. Like, Ripley is is no more likely to have faith in another bishop or a human bishop. Like, that's equal. Like, android or human, Ripley doesn't give a shit. So why make it... A human. Yeah. If it I, isn't. I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think that... Uh, well, when they were making Alien 3, I don't think there was plans yet no. for 
whatever after this. So it was fine. It could just be a human bishop. Because mm-hmm. I know, obviously, in Alien versus Predator, Lance Henriksen is in it as Walter Bishop. Yeah, exactly. But it, No, not Walter Bishop. That's free. No. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But, um, and, it, the, and it's like 2000. I'd say the other big thing is that they love giving away the, the creamy blood. And there's none of that on Bish- on human yeah. bishop. It's just his ear is hanging off. And I just thought, man, this poor actor, they fucking love fucking with his head. Like And particularly that side of his <laughs> yes. head. It's like, uh. like why? Like that is such a bizarre wound to have where your ear is just like hanging off. But I think it would definitely be that would have been the time to show all of the creamy android blood and be like, oh shit, it is. I don't know what y- the yes. oh shit leads to, because I don't care if you're an android or a human. It doesn't make any difference. Especially at this... I, I, I mean, I suppose... No, no. I, I, I suppose I do... I like the, the twist of, like, well, Bishop is actually... You know, it's funny. The synthetic Bishop was the good one. Yeah, you exactly. Know, and then the human is the yeah. bad one. You know, I, I get that. But there's another story. He's the literal face of Wayland New Times. Yeah, he is in this film. Absolutely. Oh, duh. Sorry. Alien versus Predator. Oh, yeah, he plays Bishop. He plays Wayland. Wayland, yes. Duh. Sorry, I'm I know an idiot. what you mean. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> but there's an entire other story there, which what I would would have loved to see was, and you could have had as soon as Wayland Utani read hear the message, is have three or four scenes interspersed of Bishop, human Bishop, making decisions and deciding what are we going to do about this, and feed him through the entire film. That would have been much better. I, th- I think so, because what the three films all do... I suppose Aliens goes the furthest toward putting a face on Wayland Utani, and that's with... Um, yeah, your man. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, like, Bishop at the End is kind of their take on it, but I, I think it was, no, no, faceless organisation, you just get the messages come through, yeah. and then those weird early 90s see-through Macs... Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, Mac jackets... <laughs> If that everyone, these guys were if, rocked up wearing. Was it quarantine? I don't even. I don't even. I think they just had some spare stuff from a Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah. <laughs> if it's quarantine, like, why isn't Bishop wearing one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, right, okay, that's cool. They just had these shots. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so again, that's another thing of like, the, the script is being done on the fly, yeah. basically. So at this point, Fincher's on board, but this is his very first film. So this is the first film credit. Now, he'd done music videos and stuff before, which is probably where they got those jackets. Uh, <laughs> but like this was, you know, a, a not inconsiderable budget. You know, it wasn't like the budgets of today, but it was still like um, $20 million no, or something. No, it was more than that. Um, the budget was um, $50 million. $50 million. $50 so million. I have no film credits to my name. Yeah. I've just been given $50 million. Boom. And this is your third um, attempt. This is a film that is already in trouble and massively yeah. in debt, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, again, documentary. Pretty much take a given. A lot of this is coming from the documentary. Uh, that there were sets built and sitting there for a year. Uh, uh, probably never um, And they were just like, and just, we just light some money on fire, lads. We do that. Um, so, and it, it's really funny because for this one, more so, I think, than the other two, I might, I might be misremembering. But it's like they got as many people who actually worked on the film back in for interviews for this. And 
a fair few of them do not have nice things to say about David Fincher and some other ones are just like no he was he did the absolute best he could do with the situation that it was the costume designer uh, Bob Ringwood is his name uh, he designed the still suits in Dune would have been like I think that's the big thing he would be known oh, for oh interesting he said couldn't stand him oh. couldn't stand Fincher like I said I designed the costumes gave them to him and left so are we does that mean like because people are different like there's plenty of people that yeah, exactly. wouldn't like me and wouldn't like you but are we talking abusive or are we talking just a clash of personalities Clash uh, by the sense of a clash of personalities like Lance Henriksen loved Fincher yeah. um, I think Sigourney Weaver had very nice things to say about him as well um, interesting the producer as uh, a David Geiler and Walter Hill they didn't get on with Fincher um, interesting and yeah, and he actually was. And then, doesn't yeah. direct another film until seven. It's three years later. He goes back to music videos. Um, yeah, I think because he was just so burnt. Like, yeah, I don't uh, And there was him. constant, constant studio interference. Because on the one, on the one, like I, it's the time-honored story of Hollywood just interfering in films or whatever. But in this case, I actually can understand for a second. Is you've gone over a year, deadline's coming yeah. up, we don't have a film in the bag yet. I could definitely understand sitting there in the office going, lads, what the actual fuck is going on <laughs> in this film Can we shoot? please just get a fucking movie? This should be a yeah. home run. Like, you've got two films that are just in the bag, great films from two great directors. How are people not screaming for this? So, did Cameron just not get asked back like they didn't ask Ridley back this I do not know yeah I don't um, know why Cameron wouldn't well I can I can imagine Cameron just saying yeah I'll do it in 2015 and they're just like no 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 no, no. Well, we need a film yeah. this side of the of 2000 because <laughs> at this stage we have T2 was already out, yeah so he is and he's gone I bet nuclear. he's too expensive I bet that's part of it there could be that. Mm-hmm. Now if you were a clever clever movie studio you would have written an asterisk into that first contract if that was uh, made, anyway. if it was made today, it absolutely would. Like you got to sign on for three films. Yeah, and you heard. It, I think so many contracts are like that. But so I'm, I'm not actually sure whether he was approached or not. Um, because well, with the amount of directors this thing went through, yeah. Um, I think I might be making this up. I think there was at least an afternoon where they considered going back to Ridley, but I don't, I don't think it ever came to. It. I don't even know if he, if he was aware of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, um, I imagine at some point every name was thrown up of, like, will Ridley care enough to come and bail us out? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, by, by all accounts, it sounds like... And it sounds as well like Fincher, even though it's only his first film, he has a style that can be very, very difficult. He is not two takes freaks. Mm-hmm. He is, let's do 15 for the crack. Yeah. And statistically, um, and we'll get some people. Good. Yeah, some people took that really well. Charles Dance said, I trust him to the end of the earth. I do anything. You know, this guy knows what he's doing. He's brilliant. Um, oh, that's Tywin Lannister, some- though, so I, just, I don't trust him. I, I think Finch is a bastard then. If you, if you impress... And he might well be, if you impress but he Tywin, a good film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I, like, I'd say Alien 3 is, and I use this word lovingly, as good as it is, because even though it's a complete Jenga pile waiting to collapse there was a lot of talent Hmm. involved in this film which is why I think it comes together as much as it does it's watchable whereas when we move on to later films in the series it'll be like 
uh, like, did they just stop trying? Yeah, I don't... Nearly. Some of them. Yeah. No, 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 agree. Definitely, definitely a cash-in. But it's it's watchable. Harsh but fair. Yeah, I just don't like it. It All of the... It's grim. It sounds stupid, yeah. but the joy... I don't know. You feel victorious at the end of Alien. You feel victorious at the end of Aliens. I feel for everyone in both of those films. And I'm there for the adventure. I'm there for the suspense. I didn't feel any suspense in this film at all. I was never scared of the alien because it, this was lunch. Like, I'm actually rooting for the alien to kill some more people. Because um, uh, there's no suspense. And the alien isn't scary because the CGI... My God, Sean. Oh, it's why? poor. It's poor. This is like Wallace No, and this Gromit. was running before you could walk. This is so yeah. bad. This is Terminator so that, 1 levels of... Do you remember at the very, very end of T1 he, where the skeleton yeah. Terminator is walking and you can clearly see they are not in the same place. Um, Reese and Connor like a, like are not there. Basically, that's a, uh, like a cinema screen yeah. that they're just like, oh, we should walk away from the cinema screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're dead right. It's so, No, and so it is, bad. that is... It's, and it stands out like a sore Especially thumb. coming off of two films that are lauded for the practical effects. And look at this practical alien that is dripping. And they use it. They use a practical model. But for some yeah. reason, instead of avoiding the movement, because it's difficult to get it to move, which actually increases the suspense, guys, you can do it in a way that makes sense. They were determined to show it skittering along. And it just looks garbage. It's so bad. A lot of it does. That chest burst scene. Um, so they, you'd be shocked what they originally had planned for that. So that's obviously well, the CGI burst. one that doesn't look good. No, no, no. The the main alien, uh, the the bull. Oh right, right yeah. What, but that what flashes by so fast you barely notice it. They did initially go. Oh no, we'll try and do this as a particle thing. And there is there there are puppets of that. Um, you know, moving with strings and everything. They put a, a dog in a costume and everyone apparently just fell apart laughing. They were just like, oh absolutely God, no way. really? Thinking they would just get the dog to run, uh, put it in a costume. And thought, <laughs> oh, you yeah, mean dress just... the dog up as an alien? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought you meant uh, dress the dog up as a bull. And I was like, why the fuck would you do that? No. So they had a little, a whip, <laughs> and, yeah, which I think is, abs- I mean, like, well, lads, no, this not. is ridiculous. A whip it. Oh. They did not. They did, they and did there's there's video footage of us. It's <laughs> awful. Everyone, stop it's listening awful. and find this video, please. Yeah, a dog. Uh, I just imagine like a, a whippet with like a really long tail and a head, but the body is still exactly the same. You just got like the alien head on it. <laughs> Why would it's you so do ridiculous. That? It's so rich. Like I Why get that you're it? like, oh, think outside the box, think of it. But no. So yeah, so they went with the CGI. And my God, the CGI, not only has it aged badly, it was poor at the time. Oh man. Yeah, I can, I've always said this, I've still got eyeballs. Like, it's not good for the eight, no, not good for the 90s. I, you would still watch that a mile off and just think, well, that's bad. Oh my goodness. The worst one for me, it's after the molten lead and the cracks appear across the skull, mm-hmm. I, it, I I actually nearly look away when I get to oh, that bit of the hideous. film. The worst bit for me is when it's right. It's at the very end and they're trying to coax it into the furnace so that they can pour the lead onto it. And it's one. Of, oh, yeah. it's the final door 
that takes like a few punches to get the door down and it's yeah. it's running 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 and it's just a cinema screen like you said it's it's just so so bad and it runs it. and it's almost like wily e. coyote it hits a brick wall that isn't there because it runs stops and the door comes down but there's no like kind of physicality between the two um and it, it's just garbage it's like i've watched that i've played video games from 1992 that look better than this yeah uh, it's it's yeah it's unfortunate like it's there i will defend many parts of this film but that's not one of yeah. them i can't when no. just oh but I, I, oh. I kind of i get that it's on all fours as well because this is the first time we've seen an alien come out of an animal. So this is the first time when you think, oh, this is really dependent on what in it, what it inhabits as well. Um, so the theatrical cut doesn't have the alien skittering away. It has the chest burst. And that's it. It shows it going Which up through a vent. Which probably would be better. Yeah, it shows it going up through a vent. But no, I actually prefer the special edition where you can see it galloping on four legs. So it doesn't make any sense because what comes out of Dr. Kane is still a like serpent, essentially. Yeah. Like this yeah. comes out now with all four limbs, tail, the whole lot, and a fully formed head. But the the fact that it looks like more of an animal, it kind of it informs how this thing is gonna act throughout the movie, which is missing from the theatrical. So, I mean, totally agree. What do you think of the redesign? Um meh. Really? It's okay. I don't... Now, I'm not... Oh, I haven't looked at it side by side. I don't think it's a lot different, really. Other than it being uh, kind of more quadrupedal. It's more quadrupedal. The, it doesn't have the... I don't know what you'd call them. The protrusions on its back that oh, the no, aliens it had. Yeah. No, no, no. It does. Um, and so, uh, H.R. Yeager, who... The dearly departed weirdo who was H.R. Yeager... Um, like what was it somebody said you're up bothering the angels now um, <laughs> you know when he passed away um, he was given the instruction make this one more sensual oh good god and what he I... was like well, and like this 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 is this is the penis man so like he's like good all right lord. yeah what cool. a hideous description so, like to give you he, uh, he gave a, a set of human lips to begin with there was there was going to be i think there was going to be scenes of the alien would nearly be like kissing the man. Now, still obviously dead, mouth yeah. come out and everything. But um, yeah, now obviously that wouldn't work coming out of an animal because why would it then have human lips yeah. or whatever? But it does have slightly, like, if you think of the scene in the med bay where it you get your close-up shot yeah. of the alien's head, you can see that the, the lip design is different and it's got that massive curl. And like, I, I, lo- I actually love... The head on this alien is probably my favourite of the three so far. No, I did like it. With aliens being my least favourite. I don't like the ridges on their heads. Um, no. But, it's uh, the smoothest, isn't it? This one. This one. Oh, this one is by far the smoothest, yeah. yeah. Um, so I do like the design a lot. Now, as seems to happen a lot on this film... Um, Holy shit, no, it does have... Yeah, it does have lips. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. There was war over the design and the serious falling out between 20th Century Fox and H.R. Giger. Oh, really? Um, why? And I'm not 100% on all the details, but basically they then weren't going to credit him either. <gasps> um, 
and it was it was and after he doing all this work and everything like he did he did a complete redesign yeah and there's extended scenes of just all these different ideas there was another fincher apparently wanted almost what he described it as like a bambi moment of the of the alien being born you know kind of like really go for a baby-esque feel to it or something um it's a more more natural birth <clears throat> almost yet yeah, which they kind of revisit in resurrection which we will slate next mm-hmm. week uh, i mean review next yeah. week um, so i'm just looking at the designs um online of alien Threat, and it actually says a lot about the film that i didn't notice it like you don't get enough looks at the alien that aren't cg and bullshit um i think you're right yeah. and that's no, why i think on a you are right. third watch i'd see it more but there's most of the scenes where it's doing some stuff it's it's real shaky cam. Like the best you look you get is when it's coming up to Ripley's face, but the focus there is on Ripley. Like I'm staring at at Ripley for that entire thing to see what she's gonna, how she's reacting. But if you see the pictures online, it's a the pose is a bit sexual, but um, the redesign is fantastic. Like it looks like an animal. It looks like a cheetah more than anything else. I mean, it doesn't look like a bull, but. It definitely no, it looks doesn't. more like it's bred to be an animal than a a bipedal human. So they call that. I think the it's not in the film. But the it's this is the runner alien. Yes, because it's also yeah. This is the fastest one we've seen so far because you get that definitely. camera panning where you know you are the yeah. alien's point of view. Which funny enough they don't do again until Alien Covenant. Alien point of view. Yeah, I don't really need it. Uh, I agree. Uh, it's it's a it's a good way of I think it, same as anything it's a good way of um you know how do you show your alien without showing your yeah. alien is you the camera becomes the alien you know because th- I think that um, that kind of stuff only works best if the people that you're looking at don't know you're looking at them so in Predator for example um does it really really well it gives you the Predator eye view before anybody knows and it's like recording their laughter and their their vocal patterns. But in this, I already know that I'm being that the guy is being chased. I don't need to see it from another angle. Excuse me. Also, this is the first time you see the alien eating. It's eating some of the bodies on the yeah, ground. Yeah, I did have that as a question. What's the motivation behind the alien here? It's not trying to procreate. It's just trying to eat, isn't it? It's survival. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's not trying to reproduce. In, well, no, it can't. No, can in it? alien... Like, so this is a kind of... So in alien, uh, I don't think... Again, I don't think there's much of a plan other than just kill... Uh, and I think reproduce aliens is all about building a new fucking society, yeah. nearly, because there's so many of them. This one, it's just pure animal instinct survival. I've happened upon this and I will survive. Yeah. Um, and which, which I'm, that I'm fine with because thankfully I, I don't know. Yeah. Even in the later ones, there's no attempt to give the aliens personalities. Like, no, I'm fine they with are, that. I don't need to. Which I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried they were uh, going to do very that. Very much so. With this. Um, with it being like an animal oh, and a pet, yeah. I was worried that it was going to turn a bit cutesy and that they might try and tame it. <laughs> Especially with Ridley, who now can't get killed by the alien because it sniffs a new queen. I was really worried mm. that, that Ripley was going to try and tame it. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Alien Resurrection? Oh, no. I haven't in we'll get- forever. We'll get to it. Again, so I we'll I, I remember Alien Resurrection being brighter. That's all I remember it about is it. Much br- yeah, Resurrection is brighter. It's not daylight because it's set on a, uh, a ship. Yeah. But yes, I remember it, it being on a ship. I remember Ripley being a clone. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, okay, Ripley being a clone. So, Ripley goes out in big, fiery yep. um, Terminator 2 mm-hmm. ending style. And I... So, I think I, I can't remember. I think I said this to you before. I I watched Alien 3 first. Right. Right. So, I... Obviously, I knew this was how Ripley was going to die. What a you film know, that, to start with now that I've... I know, it. yeah. Uh, um, and I... In, ter- in terms of thematically, yep, I, I, I like how they finish the character. Um, I love that it's her decision and there is a moment of... There's a, a cut scene where just before she says no to the new bishop, basically bishop's like, oh, we'll freeze you, come back, you'll be fine. Look, obviously, there's no way. No, they don't back. Care. She, she won't survive that. Yeah. In, uh, like, I think that they, they trimmed an almost 20-second gap where she seriously deliberates... Uh, I think the 20 seconds was too long, but they could have done a slightly longer. Because in this mm. one, she pretty much just goes, hey, come back with us. Nah, I'm good. No. It's as yeah. soon as she says, what assurances do I have? And he says, you're just going to have to trust me. She's almost immediately like, nope. Yep. I think I would rather drop, drop into the flames mm. than trust you. I just wish it hadn't happened. I'm... Okay, she's got the alien in her. She chooses to to end it. That's fine cool i just wish that hadn't happened because she was especially being asleep like she couldn't fight it so if it happens mid-battle or she chooses to because she's saving new or she's saving somebody this is such a violation because she's asleep when it happens so all of the fighting she does in alien and aliens all of the intelligent planning and thinking that she does doesn't mean shit because it just got her in her sleep and that really really for me i can't say it belittles her because she has to sleep she didn't do anything wrong but it's just it's not satisfying as a story i i yeah i, I hear where you're coming at with when that. you can choose um, how your hero goes out that's not a satisfying way to do it i i i agree like in a way now boromir has a so better ending. My, Mm-hmm. Boromir has a better ending. <laughs> Boromir has a great ending. Um, but it's like, I get it for, you know, the the, the whole, there is no hope in this film. Mm. You know, this is going to be depressing, depressing, depressing. Well, yeah, you nailed it, guys. Yep. Um, not wrong. You know, her victory is that she manages to kill the both the runner alien and the queen, but it costs her her life to do it. So, I do. yeah, I don't love how the alien got inside her. Um, but then, I suppose... Yeah, you're right. It could be in battle, like almost like a vampire, you know, grabs you by the throat. Ah, crap, you got me. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um, but then... So, but then, if, if she has to be face-hugged, you have to stop your film to do that. Uh, yeah, you, you but know, this I mean, film like, doesn't care. It just... That's true, yes. It's a quick... It's a different breed, so the metabolism is quicker, but the gestation is longer. So the the face, or maybe they, oh fuck it, I don't know. There's there's ways around it. Maybe she bites it off. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe uh, there's ways around it. But I don't, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. But if you're gonna do it, don't make it when she's in cryo sleep. Like that's. <sighs> yeah, I I I don't love that. I have to say. Yeah. Um, what? Where 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 will we go next? Well, are there any other uh, massive opportunities from the documentary that it could have been or? any different stories it was going to be or um 
Well, so no, a lot of that came was pre as a, like before it mm-hmm. went into Fincher production, yeah. I'll say, because uh, it was in production for ages. Um, and then, uh, yeah, no. So once they basically got prisoners, Ripley's going to die. That that kind of right. This is the direction we're going in. Even though they were still changing the script, the whole thing about eighty five that was added nearly overnight. He was a much more heroic character, and then suddenly he was kind of a bumbling buffoon. Um, but he's not and, even that. He's like he's somewhere in between. Like he's just yeah. a he's a coward more than he's an idiot. He doesn't do anything particularly stupid. He just doesn't put his neck out. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's it. Like, um, and it's obviously it's a shame. I like um, Murphy's Danny. Oh, I can't remember his surname now. He was he's been in he's one of those British actors that's just in loads of stuff. Mm. Uh, Murphy who survives the film. Um, yeah, because pretty much, pretty much everyone in this film dies. It's like, only one random prisoner that survives. What's his name? Yeah, Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah. Which is such a random character to say. Danny Webb, I think is his name. Because I know he was in Doctor Who, but he's been in all the stuff as well. Really? Who was he in um, Doctor Who? The Satan Pit Impossible Planet. Oh, no, he you're right. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So, and I, lo- I love him in this. Like, you know, I, some of the... When they get an opportunity to, some of the prisoners do have... Obviously, Dylan is great. Um... Clemens is great for the 4.2 seconds he's in it. Um, Paul McGann, I love and everything. He's great. Um, and you can hear a bit of his so, voice. I know he's doing an accent, but you hear a bit of the Paul McGann accent yeah. in there, which is great. Um, I like I like Andrews. And you know what? I understand Andrews. You know, he's like, hang on, you yeah. have literally dropped in out of the sky to ruin our little perfect, yeah. our version of perfect here. Like, would you go on with you? Like, you these know? guys and this isn't... could all kill me at any second, Like, and you're going to make that more likely. Please stop. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, kind of, do we have guns? This is a prison. What do you think, dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is... And, in, yeah, it's, oh, what does he say? This is this is rumour control. The facts are as follows, yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to say, I like him. We get... I, I could have used a bit more of him, but I, I like what we got of him. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. Elliot Goldenhall who is an amazing composer. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the score to this. Similar, some similarities to how James Horner worked on Aliens, like, you know, kind of like, good luck to you thinking you've got time. Yeah. Um, and the entire ending was reshot and refilmed. At, um, so the Adagio score, which is one of the nicest pieces on the soundtrack, was again written overnight, much like Bishop's Countdown was in That's Aliens. insane, isn't it? Um, but this one is meant because this is a very very experimental score as well um, because like he would be much more avant-garde say than the the two scores that we've already heard like Jerry Goldsmith yeah. was a very avant-garde composer but um, and but what was funny to me on the documentary is how much he and the sound team did not get along like the guys doing oh, the actual really? sound effects like you know the, the bangs and the door slams and everything they were just like no no there was you know they were like our our sound is better he's just like you've hired me to write music I'm, I'm here to write music yeah. like to put it over the thing Fincher apparently apparently did nothing to help this he was nearly playing them off against each other like <laughs> what a dick um, yeah uh, and it, it's just like like what was Jeez, going what is on in this, this film? film who why didn't you want to get this film made did you not like yeah. the film 
Do you not like Alien? How? Yeah. And how then? How did they actually get it out into the into the? Yeah, theaters, they made a half know? quarter decent film. It's it's you know what on its own, it's it's a good cult film. I can see this having like a cult following. Yeah. If it isn't Ripley and it isn't the Alien, it's uh, a Neil Marshall monster. I can see this but being. Yeah, yeah. I would love it so much more. But as an alien film, it pisses me off because it is just it does doesn't do the franchise any any justice. And I think as well, like they in a way shot themselves in the foot by by going so big with aliens. When you go back to just one alien, it just it takes away a lot of that. Even like, oh no, we don't have guns. Hang on, you've got Ripley. You've got Ripley. You're Come fine. On. Like, give her a torch, yeah. literally, and she'll be fine. Uh, especially yeah. this is an alien that's like a more instinctual animal alien that isn't really intelligent. It's just hunting on instinct. It shouldn't be like the stakes are quite low. It shouldn't be this terrifying. Um, mm. Mm. So yeah, so Alien Three, I, I, I do, I do genuinely enjoy the film. Um, I think it's helped by knowing an awful lot of what went into the making of the film, which, again, I suppose that in itself is probably not a good review because <laughs> you shouldn't really you shouldn't need have that. to yeah. need that to enjoy the no. film. Um, but uh, I'd have been so disappointed if I saw this at the cinema. I really would. Uh, I just I just would have been like, what, what the fuck am I watching? What was that? Like, this isn't... Yeah. It's barely a sci-fi film. It's... Because you're looking for Aliens yeah. Part 2. Is yeah. pretty much what you're looking for after this this amount of time, and I think then so. yeah, and it makes perfect sense. Well, at least I think it would have made perfect sense to me if they had set it on Earth. But I don't like obviously they they, they do this in AVP Requiem. That is as much as I will say about that film. Um, yeah, um, God, I hate that. Film yeah, no, so that sucks. It's so disappointing. Like it's not out of place. There's nothing inherently wrong about setting it on a prison world. It's just mm. who the prisoners are. And how Ripley is feels out of place. Um, yeah, it's still an alien film. Oh, man, it's annoyed me. This one's annoyed me, Sean. Like the drop off in quality okay. is it falls off a cliff. Now, to to end on an ominous note, this is the last of the alien films for a while where I have predominantly positive things <laughs> to say. I can't wait. I'm actually really looking forward. I think I will like Resurrection more than this. I think I think you will resurrection. I I have plenty to say about mm. it, but it it tried to do something different again. Um, I do like the cast. I lo- sorry, I love the cast in Alien Three. I don't think they're used very no. well, but I do love the cast. Um, resurrection. You've got you've got a great you've got Winona Ryder, Ron Perlman, obviously Sigourney yeah. Weaver's back. Brad Dourif, who is brilliant and should be in everything. <laughs> um, and a bunch of other people who I've forgotten, which is probably not a good sign. But there are some, there are some really, really good scenes in Resurrection, which we will get to. We will. Next um, week. Did you find out why it's called Alien Cubed? Is there a reason for that? Nope. Good. Nope. There it is. So we didn't manage to uh, settle our one question going into this week. Brilliant. Uh, Hooray! Brilliant. Well done. I'm just trying to... Uh, anything else in my notes? Drown, drowned in her cryo tube, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, no, oh, I like. Sorry, um, the puppet of Bishop doesn't look good, but I actually really like that scene. Oh, I love that scene. I don't think it looks better than the yeah. puppet in Aliens. 
Um, I, I can still tell that's Bishop. Gotcha. Um, yep, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I just, it's just like, I, my legs hurt. <laughs> that's the most, you know what, genuinely, I'm glad you've mentioned that. That's the most emotion I felt in the entire film. Just like, Bishop, how are you doing? Well, my legs hurt. <laughs> I haven't got any fucking legs. It's like, Ripley, please kill me. I just, kill me. I'm suffering. Um, it's like, what, what, did, what did you see? Did you hear anything? Like, did the... What happened on the ship? And he just like it's a bit dark in here. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not quite yeah. as functional as I used to be. <laughs> this, there is. Yeah. Again, there is. I a, like your haircut, Ripley. A dark. Yes. Humor a to very it. Very dark. Gallo, very humor. very gallows humor. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So good. Uh, there's so many missed opportunities in this film. I hope I never see it again. To be honest. <laughs> I, Watching it back I mean, to back part, was a bit. Part much. of that breaks my little heart, but I. I can definitely. I'll just watch Aliens. I get why people don't like this. One. Yeah, I get it. You know? I'll just watch Aliens or Alien. The ending is so disappointing for me. I just don't feel like I'm watching Ripley for this entire film. It's it's very very yeah it, it yeah mm. that's it. Well, sad, next week on to Alien Resurrection, and then are we going to do oh. the AVP films? We'll do both of them in the pod after that. I think we might do both in one. I. Ian, I'm sorry, I can't do a week of Alien versus Predator Requiem. On no, 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 we'll do can't. both together. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. So that is and, fine. And which we will predominantly talk about the first one. Yeah, Requiem is pretty cool. <laughs> oh my God, I hate it. Anyway. <sighs> right. Um, Thanks for listening, and... everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry, sorry left really you quick, depressed. Really quick yeah. before it goes, I have to, uh, 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 I said Danny Webb played Murphy. He didn't, he played Morse. Morse is the one who survives. Morse is the one that survives, cool. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Well, yeah, I'm sorry we left that on a bit of a bummer, but this is a garbage film. (laughs) And for the record, it's Sean's favourite. We'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM. Email us at an Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com and check out our website www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave and you'll find Sean at Sean Berwick. Thanks for being awesome and we love you very much. <laughs>